Welcome to episode 21 of Lost a Step for Sunday, August 7th, where three athletes and a producer all gather around to talk about what's going on in the world of sports, as well as crown who or whom has the unfortunate privilege of being crowned our Lost a Step moment of the week. This week, we're going to go to the world of baseball for that, and the Lost a Step hits, hits a little bit home for a few of us on the show. So we're um, going to talk. Hey. It's true. You're right. You're not wrong. That's right. I'm right. But before <laughs> we get to that story, we're going to get to a story you may have missed, which we're going to go to the world of the NCAA. And one part of that story is a team I always bet on for the March Madness. It doesn't always work out, but, you know, I, I always try. But right at the top, we're going to start with our continuing coverage leading into the NFL season. Start with our division preview with this week heading into our thoughts and predictions going on in the NFC East and the AFC North. But before we get to all that, Mike, Max, how are we doing? Doing well, honestly. I'm 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 feeling good. All right. How about a you, little Mike? a little hot, but can't complain besides that. Okay. You know, we're we're one short this week. Tom taking the week out. And you know, it's gonna what? be a little quieter. It's gonna be a little gonna quieter. Be, yeah. It's gonna be a little quieter. Yeah. And uh because he's out, and you know, oh, no. we, we can we can do a little bit more <laughs> damage this week. Uh, so oh, I got a little fun one for you. Um the you New ready, York Max? Rangers, the New York Rangers, if they were yep. your least favorite food, if they were your least favorite food, what if, would, the, what no, would... if the New York Rangers were a food, Tom Pinto, yeah. I need you to listen to me. I need you to listen to me right now. If the New York Rangers were a food, they'd be a Subway sub. They'd be a Subway Ooh. sub. Oh, wait, wait. I'm going to amend that, Mike. Credit to you. If the New York Rangers were a Subway sandwich, what would they be? Oh, uh, I don't know. The worst one. Probably like a tuna melt well i was gonna say that too but i know mark would say that's the best one so i didn't know how to how to word that because he loves his tuna well i love my tuna but you know subway subway tuna you never know i'll still eat it but is it tuna i don't know are the new york rangers real i don't know that's why they are they are the subway tuna i'm just glad we can bash anything pinto likes right now because he's not on he's running the nearest microphone right now well, it's too bad that Tom can uh, join in on this episode to defend his honor. But the only way he can do that is doing what you can all do at home and subscribe on Twitter at Loss of Step One. Follow along in the conversation. Follow, follow along with us. Communicate with us and on Facebook by joining the Loss of Step Facebook page. Just look for that. You'll find us. And, you know, before I head off, we got a special guest. We got a special guest and Max, take it away. Thanks, Mark. So, yeah, we uh, we decided that, you know, of, as much as we like those star athletes or retired athletes and uh, maybe some broadcasters as guests, sometimes we got to reward, you know, those loyal listeners. And so that's why we bring on our guest for tonight. Loyal listener of the show as he never misses an episode. Um, he's the pride and joy of Green Hope High School in Cary, North Carolina. He's also a huge Washington Commanders fan, and therefore, we thought it'd be great to have on for this episode where we'd be talking a little NFC East. Uh, so we welcome to the show Chris Tutwiler. What's up, Chris? What is up, guys? Nothing says lost a step more than bringing up uh, my high school that I attended 10 years ago, but I guess it's fitting. <laughs> I, I was going to bring up the quarterback uh, days, but I figured I'd just leave it at, you know, the pride and joy of green hope. Um, I don't even know if that's true because I don't know if maybe you've had some bigger stars go there, but I, in my opinion, you're, you know, it doesn't get bigger than you. So that's why I said that. Wow. Yeah. You, you may be the only opinion that feels that way. We've had some <laughs> stars there. <laughs> Definitely not at the top of the list, but I appreciate hmm. it. You, uh, you ready to talk some, some football? Oh, man, I'm always ready to talk football. That's what we like to hear. That is. And I I don't know about you guys. Well, actually, I do know about Max. I am so fired up for the NFL season. I am so fired up. Like, baseball is fun, and we talk about it every week now, and Pinto loves it, but he's not here today. 
So I'm just really happy to talk about football and especially Chris, you're a commanders fan. I'm a giants fan, the NFC East, man. Um, Let's get started with that. So obviously there hasn't been a repeat champion in, in that division since Andy Reid's Eagles in 2004. Um, there's been some turnover, some, some uh, big trades are happening, some uh, acquisitions through the draft, uh, some injuries as well. So uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the division? What do you, what do you got going on? What are, what are some storylines you're looking at? I really think it's going to be similar to, to other years. I think it's going to be tight. I think – whoever wins it isn't going to do it with more than, I mean, 11 at the most, but probably 10 and seven. Um, unfortunately, I think it's going to be between the three teams, not named the giants, but ah, I think starting my command, early. Starting I think my quick. commanders are down there. with huh. me. I mean, I don't think the commanders <laughs> are much better, but yeah. I love what the Eagles are doing. Um, I mean, they have a great offensive line. Probably a top five offensive line in the league. Uh, I know their schedule's really weak. I don't know. I think, of course, since they're in the uh, NFC East, everyone's schedule is a little weaker in the rankings, at least. <laughs> um, but I think them and the Giants are at the top of the entire NFL for weakest strength of schedule. So, there helps helps your Giants out a little bit there. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take anything I can get at this point, man. It's been a long time. And I, I, I would agree with you. Obviously, the, the division, for the most part, you could say it's a toss-up. But recent years, it's basically been two teams competing, um, the, the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, I do agree with you. I think the Eagles are headed in the right direction. I think uh, it's a big year for them, obviously, getting uh, A.J. Brown and um, mixing him with Devonta Smith and, and seeing what they can do. Hopefully, Jalen Hurts can throw a football this year. Who knows? But I think he'll, he'll be the biggest catalyst for that team is – can he take that step forward and, and really lead them? Um, I think is the biggest question. And then for the Cowboys, I no matter how good they are in the regular season, the Cowboys always make me smile in the postseason or, or finding a way to screw up getting to the postseason. So um, I think I think this year, and, and we'll get to our predictions and everything, but I think the Eagles have a good shot, um, and I think the Cowboys do as well. I, I will say, and obviously I'm biased, I think the Giants – could be a sleeper, not, not to necessarily win the division or make the playoffs or make a run or anything like that. But I think they will be um, a lot better than they have been in recent years, but and Max, maybe I'm wrong. That. Um, I, I'm not, I don't want to be known as the Daniel Jones stand, but I think I like him a lot more than other people do. Um, yeah. He hasn't had much help, man. His offensive line has been what bottom, 10 if not five in the league Saquon Barkley barely stayed on the field you look at his receivers, his receivers haven't been healthy yeah Galladay's good but I don't think Galladay's the best fit for Daniel Jones I think he's more of like a I think he's more of like a jump ball guy you know like contested catches and I don't think that's the best thing for a young quarterback um I think he worked well with Stafford because yeah. I mean Stafford's just an elite arm talent um but I do – I love Kadarius Tony. I love mm -hmm. Sterling Shepard when he's healthy. Um, just guys that you can get the ball too quick. Easy decision-making for Daniel Jones. And they're electric with the ball. I mean, Kadarius Tony is out of this world. He's a he freak. He's a freak. Percy Harvin, Devin Hester. He's quick twitch. Yeah, yeah he's just got that make you miss. They're different. Um, they are yeah. small, which obviously <laughs> – is a reason they've been getting hurt, especially Shepard. Um, but yeah, they're in the right. I think everyone in that division took a step in the right direction, except yeah. the Cowboys. I think losing Amari Cooper is big. Um, CD Lamb's good, but I mean, that their their receiving core is it's not it's not special. Um, it's not bad, but. Losing Amari Cooper's big. I'm a big Amari Cooper fan. Great route runner. Good veteran presence in the locker room. I, I think losing him is going to be big. So I agree. So just sticking with the Giants for for a minute. Um, maybe I'll mm -hmm. put this more towards you, Mike. But um, yep. secondary, at least on paper, looks like it could be an issue. Um, I'll ask you this first, or I'll ask you two questions if you want to just answer both but the first one I was going to ask you is like 
Do you feel that way? Is that like their biggest weakness? Obviously on the front end with Thibodeau, you hope he makes an instant impact. Yep, um, Leonard exactly. Williams should be, should be really good. Uh, Blake Martinez. I've always liked him just from his days Love with Blake. the Packers, but um, towards ACL early last year too. So we spent basically the whole season without him, which obviously he's the leader. He would have, yeah. Been I mean, he's a big tackle guy, uh, maybe not so much yeah. coverage wise, but a big tackle guy. He's all over the place. But so I was going to yep. ask you about that on defense. And before you answer yep. that, um, offensively, do you think if Daniel Jones doesn't get hurt this year, there's a chance that he still doesn't play a full season? Like, is there a chance we see Taylor get some, get some starts this year or mm-hmm. just some playing time? I don't know. I don't, I don't really think so because I think the giants I'll answer the second question first. I think the giants obviously this year, you know, it's, it's big for uh, Dable to get in and and Shane to get in there and really put their, um, their mark on things and really get their uh, what they want, their culture, their, their style of play and everything that they need moving forward for the future. They need to get that going ASAP, right? Like yesterday. So for me, Daniel Jones, obviously if they're going to have to pick up, um, you know, uh, his contract, they're going to have to pay him $30 million if, if, you know, they decide to keep him. So I think they he's going to play the full got. season. They need to see what he's got, regardless if they're losing games, whatever, like if they're getting blown out by 50 and he's throwing 16 interceptions, you know, in the first and get four or five around weeks, back there, then yeah, obviously as a coach, you have to take him out. Right. But if they're somewhat competitive and, and he's able to um, show some signs of operating well in this offense with, the weapons that they got him with maybe a, a revamped offensive line. I think you have to leave him in and you have to evaluate for the future because you need to know who am I drafting with my first round pick next year, my two first round picks moving forward. So um, that'll answer that question then. And as far as the biggest weakness, yeah, I think it's probably the secondary. Um, James Bradbury went to the Eagles scumbag. Hate the guy now. Uh, obviously he, he had him up too. <laughs> yeah. He had not the greatest year last year, but he is an elite coverage corner like he is he is a very good defensive player um i will say wink martindale's coming in obviously as a defensive coordinator this year i think the energy and the style that he'll bring i think it might fit some of the younger guys um like xavier mckinney i think he's going to have an unbelievable year at safety um adoree jackson at at corner we'll we'll see how he does um he'll be our one i guess so yeah i think that's definitely our biggest weakness but hopefully hopefully Thibodeau can get to the quarterback and we won't have to worry about any of that. So yeah, that, that's, I goal. mean, that obviously covers up some weaknesses in the secondary. If you're getting pressure on guys. Um, yeah, real quick. I want to switch over, I guess, to, to Tut's team. Um, for those who don't know, call him Tut, Tut, Tutweiler, Tutty, you know, something like that. But um, I mean, Tut, you get Carson Wentz. Are, are you someone that's kind of been a hater and maybe changing your mind on him as he's the quarterback for your team. How do you, how do you feel about him? Do you think he's a huge upgrade from Heineke and the guys they've had the past couple of years, or do you think, you know, he doesn't improve their, that position too much for Washington? I've always been a Carson Wentz guy. Um, do I think he's to- a top five, top 10 quarterback? No. Um, but I think he has all the talent. It's almost similar to Daniel Jones, and I'm not comparing them. They both are freak athletes. They're big guys. They're 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". They're big quarterbacks. They're athletic. They can move a little bit. Yeah, they can move. I mean, they can make almost every throw in the playbook. It's just playing quarterbacks 90% decision-making, and both of them have not made the best decisions. But I will say that I think Carson got a raw end of the deal in Philly. I think he had no – I mean, he was in a similar situation to, to uh, Daniel Jones. He had a real weak offensive line and really bad receivers. I mean, he had Ertz and Goddard, but tight ends can only do so much in this league. And it's really hard to play quarterback with a bad offensive line and no receivers. I mean – it's tough. They're both. They were both in bad situations. I think he had a decent year last year. What do you have? Like twenty-seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, and yeah, he was also handing it off to the best running back in the league, which helps. I think. I think what f- was frustrating for me last year, um, which I didn't, or though, that's all he threw seven interceptions. Is that true? I I, I think that's really close. It's we'll six have or someone... seven interceptions. I'll pull it up. It's um... all right. While while you're pulling that up. Um, 
I think what was frustrating for me is I thought he was in like a great, a perfect situation for him last year. And at times, like kind of you said, the decision-making, some of the throws he would make or try to make, um, I think put his team in bad positions. Um, and, and that Colts team, I felt like should have been a playoff team for sure. And they missed out because of a, a week 18 loss, but I think they should have even been in that situation. I thought they were a roster, at least that was a, you know, probably 12 wins or something in that range. Um, and I know they had the Titans in their division. Titans were a good team last year, but I felt like Carson Wentz was in a great situation and he didn't play as well as I thought he was going to play. So I'm not sure how to feel about him this year where he's probably not in as good of a situation offensive line wise, even though he does probably have a little more, maybe similar playmaking. I mean, McLaurin Pittman, um, I would say I, I think McLaurin's a better receiver, but I mean, what do you think on, on kind of what I just said? I would say Washington's weapons are a little bit better. Um, T.Y. Hilton's on the uh, – did he retire? Is he done? He, so he's a free agent, I believe, but he hasn't, like, retired. Like, he, there's a chance he plays this year is what I've, yeah, what I've he's, heard. He's not the T.Y. Hilton of – Right, yeah, for sure. Um, Pittman does look good, but I do think – like you said, McLaurin's a little better. Uh, they're diff- they're different receivers. One's a big, yeah, yeah, the little guy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't love Washington has a lot of really small receivers. Uh, mm-hmm. McLaurin's not a big guy. Uh, they really like that Dotson guy they drafted out of Penn yeah. State. He's a small guy. Uh, you know how Washington Curtis Samuel, if he plays, also, yep, also small. And then you know how Washington's tight end history goes i mean they're walking injuries whether it's jordan reed, <laughs> yep jordan reed 15 concussions or yep so i mean they've always had tight end talent but they can't stay on the field so mm-hmm. i think the weapons are similar obviously ha- being able to hand the ball off to jonathan taylor 25 times a game is huge because it opens up i mean look at for sure look at garoppolo in san francisco and you can run the ball uh, for mm-hmm. 200 yards, it really opens up the pass game. Uh, Makes just a like lot your easier. Last week, what, Coach Coach Hogs was his name. Yeah, Hogan. Yeah, yeah. He, um, like he was saying, they they load the box and they put the, the they put the game in in Garoppolo's hand. Let's let Garoppolo beat him. And I think that's kind of what they did with Wentz last year. And <laughs> I I just don't think he's the top ten quarterback that can win games just solely on his arm consistently at least. Yeah. I think, I think it's important if you look at, and you, you compared Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones and the third quarterback I'm going to put in that mix. Obviously right now he's being elevated to a top three quarterback in the league is Josh Allen, right? So a big athletic can sling the ball. It was all about decision-making for him his first couple of years. Right. But then you bring in digs and it's like, Josh Allen is all of a sudden, the best quarterback in the league because he's throwing to one of the best wide receivers in the league. Right. So it's just all about getting that help and, and who you have around you. And if you can have those guys that can, you know, run these perfect routes and get the separation and you can, you know, you don't have to be as accurate as long as the ball is on a dime, you know, 80% of the time you're the receiver is going to go and get it. So. Yep. Even I more think, importantly, once, once you get that weapon like that, you start drawing double teams, which just opens yeah. everyone else up. Exactly. Yeah. And I just think, I think, Carson Wentz, while, yeah, he's a freak athlete and he can, you know, he can make, like you said, he can make all the throws needed in the playbook. It's just about that decision-making. Well, okay, this guy, maybe he's not as open as I need him to be. I'm going to force it into this tight spot. Whereas if you have that digs who can, you know, get that separation. And it's not to say that Scary Terry can't do that, but he's not that guy that's going to go up and, and get a jump ball over a DB and like Moss people and that kind of thing. So it's going to be a tough year, I think for um, a tougher year than Wentz had with the Colts, in my opinion. Definitely. Yep. They're definitely going to have to rely on, on his arm more. And yeah, I mean, Wentz can do it. Uh, What was it like 2017, 2018? I mean, he was, he was three weeks, three healthy weeks from being the NFL MVP. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying, Oh, if he stays healthy, he can do it again. But I mean, the guy—he's a talented, a talented quarterback. I mean, he's shown yeah. he can do it for more than just a couple games. He was doing it for, like you said, around 
12, 13 weeks. So we know he can do it. Um, but it just, we haven't seen it in a, in a little while and that's injuries plus just uh, yeah. tough situation in Philly. I think that year took a lot out of him, honestly, because he was, I mean, he was scrambling a lot. He was making a ton of plays with his legs. He was getting absolutely hammered constantly. And that's part of why his season was MVP caliber. He was doing it all right. He was, he was being that, that catalyst. So who knows if he can get back to it as a neutral, like if I wasn't a giants fan, I I love players like that. I love the idea of Carson Wentz being successful. I just obviously don't want to see it as a giants fan right now, but um, as a neutral, like as a, as a fan of, let's say if I was a Packers fan, I think it'd be cool to see Carson Wentz get back to what we know he can do. I agree. He's got to avoid taking big hits. Slide. Press the square button. Mm. Get down, Carson. <laughs> yeah. No, no need to fight for extra yards, buddy. You're not 24 yeah. anymore. So what do you say you want to we'll, – we'll start with Tut for, uh, for predictions, just one through four. Um, NFC East, maybe, maybe give us a little bit on, on you know, your reasoning, um, and then we'll just kind of go to Mike and I. Yeah, so – as I mentioned earlier, I mean, strength of schedule isn't a big deal in this division. Um, they all, all, all four teams have top, top, top 10 easiest schedules in the league. Um, so that won't really come into effect. But at first, I've got the Eagles, man. I, I love a good offensive line. Uh, you got two really good, I want to say running backs with Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. <laughs> I mean, both of them can have big, big rushing yards. Mm-hmm. And this might be a hot take, but AJ Brown, man, is I really think he's top tier. I think if I really don't think he's that much far behind the Jamar Chases and the Justin Jeffersons and the CD Lambs, I think he's just had a less a less favorable quarterback with Tannehill compared to the Burroughs or the I mean, it's just not the best offense to to excel in in Tennessee. They don't throw the ball a lot, but I really think he is as legit as they get. He's a beast. So I hope I hope they utilize him well. Devontae Smith, as as Mike mentioned earlier, is also really, really good. So they've got the weapons, they've got the offensive line. But man, I, I'm not the biggest Jalen Hurts fan. But I don't think we'll have to do too much to win nine or ten games in that division. You want to just give us your your second, third, and fourth. We'll just go yeah. through just so we can get an idea of like yeah. who you. I mean, I think you kind of already. I think we kind of know, but um, I don't know. Do you have Do you have Washington in that stealing that second spot, or you really think it's oh, Philly and Dallas? I wish I could put Washington. <laughs> I really wish I could. Um, I just think I. I really think the Eagles will have, for example, ten wins. Cowboys nine. Washington eight like I think it'll really it'll be a one super close and it'll just come down to quarterback play between Washington (laughs) and Dallas and Dak is a really good quarterback I think I I I hope Zeke and I really think Pollard's gonna have a big year but if, if they can run the ball and just play somewhat of defense their offense is explosive Dak slings the ball around the field and yeah, I wish. I, I think if Dak was in Washington and Wentz was in Dallas, then the Commanders would be ahead of the Cowboys. But just judging off quarterback play, I've got the Cowboys second, uh, Washington in third, and the Giants in fourth. Unfortunately, from Mike. Mark, Mark, can you do me a favor? Just at the end of this show, we got to figure out a way to just cut Tut out of the show completely. Um, we'll have to, we'll have to fix the intro and, and get all that going, but he's just been horrible so far. Um, I have the Eagles, uh, taking the division as well. I can't believe I'm saying that. I hate that I'm saying that, but I have to be unbiased for the show, for the people. I have to be honest. I just, we appreciate that. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, Chris, Chris touched on it. Their, their offensive line is great. I think, uh, having an offensive line like that with, with a Miles Sanders, with a Jalen hurts who can both, you know, kill you in that ground game and those option plays and that kind of thing. And um, Jalen hurts. I'm not, I'm not sold on him as a, as a in the pocket passing quarterback. Like, I don't know if he can really lead the team 
playing that way, but he does have two absolute stud receivers to throw to. And like we talked about having those guys, having those guys that can, you know, win those contested balls and, and aerial duels, you know, I think he's going to look a lot better this year having AJ Brown. Um, so I have them one. I have, unfortunately, again, I, I this makes me want to vomit the Cowboys <laughs> too. Um, I think they take a little bit of a step back. Uh, obviously Amari Cooper's gone. Zeke is, uh, he's not Zeke really to me anymore. I think Pollard's probably the better running back at this point. Um, but it is what it is. And we'll see what happens there. There's not too much. I really need to say, I just think they take a little bit of a step back. Micah Parsons though. He, I will say he's an unbelievable generational talent. Um, he's a game changer on the defensive side. So if they are able to, you know, play a little bit of defense and hold teams, you never know what could happen in this division. Um, I have the giants in third, Chris. Okay. Third. Nice. You heard me third. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a lunatic. I don't think they're going to go out there and, you know, when, you know, 11, 12 games or anything like that. I just think they're turning in the right direction. I think the offensive line is going to help uh, Daniel Jones, you know, be a better quarterback. I think the scheme this year is going to help him be a better quarterback. I think Saquon's going to get back to himself after having a year to readjust to his knee. Um, I think with the weapons that we have and, you know, uh, Evan Neal coming in as a rookie on the offensive line, Thibodeau defensively, I just, I like the way that we're trending. Um, and my, my one question mark with Washington uh, and why I have them in fourth is I believe last year they were dead last in uh, allowing uh, passing touchdowns and Chase Young coming off the ACL, um, some other injuries and stuff. I just don't know if their defense is going to be able to get back to the 2020 defense. So uh, and with their offense, who knows with Carson Wentz, if, if he's going to struggle or not. So I just see them, you know, in fourth. Sorry. All right. Um, I'm going to be a little different than you two. Um, I actually. uh have the Cowboys winning this thing still. Um, I just think that the reason why I have the Eagles second is because of Jalen Hurts, kind of what you talked about, Mike, but watching uh, that team, the Eagles in the playoffs last year when they lost to the Bucs, um, and I saw that it seemed like they were down over a touchdown, I'll say, in the second half, and they just seemed to run the ball every play. Like, they weren't even trying to throw – it was kind of like they were saying, like, we don't trust him to like, we feel like we have more of a chance just running the ball, even when we kind of need points quicker. Um, and I kind of hope because I, I like Jalen Hurts, so I kind of hope he, you know, has a good season and proves me wrong there and proves a lot of people wrong. But I just think the Cowboys, um, because of Dak, kind of what Chris said, I, I like Dak a lot as well. Um, I think Zeke has a bounce back year. I think this offensive line isn't as good as it used to be, but I think it's still, uh, you know, a top top 10 offensive line um, with a lot of the guys they have. And then on defense, um, this is where I worry a little bit because I could see them kind of coming back down to earth after last year. They had a lot of turnovers last year. They scored some touchdowns last year, and I think that kind of made them seem like a better defense than maybe they were. Um, but I think they have the players to be a good defense with Micah Parsons, obviously, is just a game changer. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, I s still think, you know, is is a pretty good defensive lineman. Um, they brought in Anthony Barr actually just a couple days ago. Um, we'll see if he has some something left in the tank. And then on the back end, I know Trev Trevon Diggs has uh, been having a lot of, I guess, a lot of critics uh, recently. So we'll see um, if we'll see how he responds and how he plays this year. But I've got the Cowboys win it all. Um, I do think it's going to be a close division. I have the Eagles in second. Um, I think their defense is really good. I like their draft a lot. Obviously, bringing in A.J. Brown, I think, does like help. I'm not saying that's going to be a bad thing for Jalen Hurts, but I don't know if A.J. Brown's in a great situation with Jalen Hurts as his quarterback, and I would have liked to see him go somewhere else. Um, third, I am – I hate to do this, uh, you know – <sighs> Mike, I'm sorry. Um, I, I do have Washington a little bit better than the Giants. I just think that I still, for whatever reason, I still think Carson Wentz is like a, a pretty good quarterback. I was about to say really good. And then I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, I just think he has a chance to, to lead a team to the playoffs uh, with the help of, you know, 
again, health being a big thing, but Chase Young, um, hopefully playing a full season or close to it. Um, I think their defense can get back to where they were a couple years ago um, when they made the playoffs and, and lost a close one of the Buccaneers. Um, so I think their defense could still be pretty good. And that's kind of where I give them the edge is just Carson Wentz. I, I put him a little over Daniel Jones. And then that defense, I just think is um, better than the Giants defense as of right now. Um, but I'm kind of in the same boat as Tut where I think it's, you know, maybe the division winner has 10, 11 wins and maybe even fourth place. If it is the Giants, like I think maybe they have like eight wins. So I don't think the Giants are going to be horrible by any means. Um, I think they're a team that will compete in every game. I don't think they're going to get blown out a ton. I just don't know if they're going to win those close games. Um, So that's why I have them fourth. But again, I don't think it's it's going to be super uh, – there's going to be one team that's just way, yeah. you know, super dominant. That, that's the thing about the, the NFC East, man. It's, it's every year, no matter what. Even if, even if you have two really good teams or two really bad teams, when they play each other, like, you just never know yeah, what's going to happen know. because, yeah. because it's, like, obviously divisional games, like, they're, they're always like that. But I feel like in the NFC East, it's, it's magnified to an extent. So I hate you both, but it's fine. <laughs> I didn't want to say um, you wanted to, you've been, you've been, I know you have, you two have probably been texting about this all week. (laughs) Uh, You could rattle my cage. It's fine. It is what it is. I I will say I'm I'm glad you guys, I know the giants aren't going to be a game like, you know, crazy. That's what I respect when like, you know, if you guys both said your teams were coming in first, like then, but like, you know, I think, I think you guys made fair points. Can't say I didn't weigh that option, Max. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we'll move on to the AFC North. This was one that um I think was probably I don't know, maybe not tougher, but this this was tough for me, um, at least prediction wise. But before we get to that, I think we have to start with the Browns. Uh, a lot of news, you know, coming out the past week. Deshaun what, Watson right now. I hope even Mark knows. <laughs> <laughs> but Mark six games, six games as of now. He's sleeping. Don't worry about it. Um, what was, up there what is. was that? What was that? I was sleeping. <laughs> Can you tell us one storyline about the Cleveland Browns without googling it? <laughs> They're a football team. Mike Shashevsky is smart. Smart. Hey. Nice. Loyal he listeners. still hasn't learned how to say his, yeah, yeah. This dude doesn't miss an episode. We'd love to see that. We're gonna send him a. Let's uh, print it. Let's print one single uh, lost a step T-shirt and send it to him. T-shirt, just one. Yeah, yeah. We'll get you a mug. My wife made the the logo, the lost a step logo. Oh yeah, I should have mentioned that. It's a family affair over here. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, she said he had to be on an episode if if she would do it. So I knew there was a reason. Yeah, it was part of the contract. Part of the contract. Mark, but tell yeah, us something so, about the Cleveland Browns. Well, you know, my name is Cleveland Brown, and I'm. Oh, okay. No, bye. Bye. No, no, no. Just edit this out. Bye. Mike, this family. was. Go back. That was your nap. fault. This Mike. is not. That is my fault. How hey, does he hey, not hey. know? Hey, there's old friends and new friends, and even a bear. Through good times and bad times, it's true love we share. All right. You know this. You know that. <laughs> but you don't know that Deshaun Watson is going through 24 allegations of sexual assault, non-violent sexual assault. Yeah, I you don't know, know that, that, Mike. <laughs> I worry about it all. Max, week. Max, come on, let's just it's go. So let's fun doing this to you guys. Before they start yelling at each other. Um. So before, without getting into, I don't know if we have time to get into everything, but. Let's just talk more, you know, football as far as right now it's six games. It could be the season. Um, that's kind of up in the air, but I guess let's just start there and I'll I'll go to you, Chris. Um, is this Browns team a playoff team without Deshaun Watson for whether it's let's just say the six games right now. Let's say he's suspended six games that somehow stands. Um, is it are the Browns good enough to, you know, go three and three, stay alive? Um, in a, what seems to be a tough division. Um, what do, what do you think? Are they, are they going to be able to do okay without Watson? And will Watson just come in after six games, you know, missing that time and just get back to what he was doing over what, two years ago, it was two years ago now. So what, what are your thoughts on that? I, I might be in the minority here, but I, I definitely think they can make the playoffs if six games we're going off six games he's missing they have a very easy schedule 
And the easiest part of the schedule happens to be the first six when games. When he's out, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they play the Panthers, who who knows what's going on there. They start in Darnold. I'll actually be at that game in Charlotte. but uh, And then they got the Jets. The Steelers will be tough, but Mitch Trubisky or whoever they're starting, I've heard Mason Rudolph's in the – I mean, Yeah, he's in the mix. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. And then they got the Falcons, which should be a win. I mean, the Chargers is tough, but then the Patriots. So if yeah. Sean Watson comes back at four and two, they're definitely going to be in the hunt. I mean, they've got an elite, elite, as good as it gets offensive line, which is huge, especially for a backup quarterback. I mean, they've got a big-time run game, which is huge for the quarterback. As we talked about earlier, Amari Cooper's back, which is huge. I think the team's really good. Their defense is average, but with a weak schedule, a really good offensive line, and a and an easy first six games, I, I do think it's possible. And I I really I really wanted them I wanted to put them higher up in my rankings, but the Deshaun Watson just maybe with it not being six games scared me to to knock them down a few notches. But I love the Browns. Their team is set up set up to succeed for sure. It's crazy to know too, like is it possible? Like, I guess I'm not sure where it stands, but is it possible like this thing drags on and like maybe he doesn't miss any games? Do you guys know if that's a, a thing? No, he he's either missing six okay. or the season. Yeah, there's so, no because so they said, go ahead. Can he not play during the appeal process? I don't know how that works. Like if the appeal goes on through September, can he play? No, because I believe what's happening is because the NFL is appealing it and they want more. <clears throat> the Players Association is not appealing to get less because they said they weren't the going to appeal. The six games is like the minimum. The six games is is the minimum. The six games is the sentence right now. That That is what it is. Um, I don't know the exact details of, like, can he participate in he can. everything? Yep. Yeah. But even, even once the season starts? So I've seen reports that he's playing in preseason games. I've seen That's reports crazy. that he's that he's taking first team snaps. So it's it's a very weird situation. I, and the only way he would be taking first team snaps in my opinion is if the Browns have some type of hope that he plays week 1 cuz you've got to get ready. They have Brissett, yeah, I- Brissett who's a He's a manageable backup, but yeah. he's, new to the team. he's got to learn that offense as well. I mean, you can't just boot the first six games of the year and wait for your quarterback to come back. Yeah. It's crazy. This, this, this team, like you, like you said, they're, they have so many good players. They have so much talent. They added uh Jadavian Clowney. Um, uh, they have Denzel Ward now, I believe like their, their team, they added some pieces. Obviously they added Watson. Miles Garrett. I think he's a monster. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously that yeah, obviously they have Miles Garrett and, and their run game is yeah, yeah. They're 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 set up to win. It's just about having the right quarterback to do it. So <clears throat> it's it's it'll be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, if, if he doesn't play the first six games, but is allowed to come back, it'll be interesting to see after the huge distraction that this has caused for the organization and all the uh just obviously what people are saying about him and stuff like when he does come back and I'm sure his teammates are like, yo, we want the best player on the field, whatever. But when they, when they travel to these stadiums and Deshaun Watson is playing and I'm sure people are going to boo him, people are going to have all this stuff like, and he hasn't played in a long time. Like I I wonder how that will affect when he does come back and how it's going to affect this team for the rest of the season. But I do agree like with him at quarterback and, and everyone healthy, they are, they're scary. They're very scary. Yeah, yeah. And, as you mentioned, his first game back, week seven in Baltimore. I mean, that's just throwing mm-hmm. him right Not where you want to start off. <laughs> no. You haven't no. played a year and a half, and you're walking into Baltimore, division game. I mean, that. And that, Baltimore's I mean, out like for revenge have, after last year. So you'd like week seven to be against the Jets, but it's just not how it's going. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Okay, you know what? We He's like, throwing on me. like Good the job, shots. Though. Um, yeah. guys, before we, before we get into our predictions, I'm sure during our predictions, we'll touch on these teams. Um, let's just do some like quick hitters, um, Steelers without big Ben you mentioned a little bit before Mason Rudolph, maybe even in the mix. Um, I mean, 
can the Steelers be a playoff team in this division with who they have at quarterback, whether it's no matter who it is that's starting? I mean, can you see that? <laughs> I, I can't. I really can't. Uh, their offensive line is awful. I mean, almost as bad as it gets, which doesn't help Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, right. whoever they stick behind there. Um, I really do like Mitch Trubisky. I think he's a. I think he's a. I think he's an NFL starter. I really do. I. I mean, he won games in Chicago. That's hard to do. I mean, he he had a winning record in Chicago, and I mean, no one's done that since Jay Cutler. I mean, that's huge. legend. I mean, the legendary Jay Cutler. I, I would have loved him in Washington. I don't know if I would have picked him over Wentz. I think it'd be tough. Like that's how much I like Mitch Trubisky. But in that division, they've got a top five schedule. Uh, I don't see it. I don't see the Steelers making the playoffs. I don't see them having a winning record. Yeah, I think they they overspent. I think the Steelers overspent on Big Ben for a long time, and now they're, it's going to take them a few years to get back to winning football. I just think I don't think they're good enough. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, and then just you know, going these next two teams, the Bengals. Obviously, crazy story last year. No one picked them to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, probably didn't even pick them to go to the playoffs, even with uh, Joe Burrow that we thought people, I think, realized he was going to be pretty good. Um, but coming off an injury and everything like that, I mean, can they do it again? Or was it kind of a good story one year and this year? You know, they, they shouldn't be horrible, obviously. But can they be at that level that they got to in the playoffs and obviously almost winning a Super Bowl last year? Can they do it again? Yes. Do I think they will? No. I I think their defense got really hot at the right time. Not that they have a bad defense, but they, they played great, especially in the first couple weeks of the playoffs. They had huge plays at the end of both games against, who was it, the Raiders and the Titans. Yep. And I think they just overperformed. I'm not saying it was a fluke or anything. I just think... To be honest, if the Browns, if there was no Deshaun Watson scandal, I, I'd have the Bengals coming in third. I, I I think the other two rosters with the Ravens and the Browns are just better than Cincinnati. Um, they have receivers, but uh, their receivers just don't win you games in the NFL. And last year, I mean, they were a huge, they were a huge reason in them making it that way, that far. Burrow played unreal, but man, he was getting beat. In, up behind that yep. offensive line and yeah I, they just caught lightning in a bottle I, I they they upgraded the line a little bit though which is why i think i give them a little bit of a, a chance to not not repeat as you know super bowl winners but i i do see them as long as burrow can stay healthy i think i think from a pure quarterback standpoint i think even with watson out there i think joe burrow is the best quarterback in that division right now um i think his his ability to lead a team at, at Obviously, he's he's not the youngest quarterback. He came in a little bit older, but as a young quarterback, I think he has the ability to lead teams. And, and we saw it last year. He can make all the throws. He can make plays. He's an absolute gamer. Um, so like you said, receivers don't win you games. Quarterbacks do. I could see Joe Burrow leading this team as long as they're able to protect him and he doesn't get beat up and injured. Um I see them having a pretty good year and I could, I could definitely see them winning the division. I was going to say, we didn't talk about Lamar and the Ravens yet, but I'll start off. I'll, I'll start off the predictions um, and I'll start. And the reason why I left them out is because I do think the Ravens are going to bounce back and, uh, and win this division. Um, I think Lamar has a, a has a good season. Um, hopefully there's no COVID issues or anything like that. I think he's had COVID about 13 times. So hopefully <laughs> he's, he's over that now. Um, I will say Tyler Huntley played decent as a backup. And so it will be interesting to see if maybe the Ravens, I know they, they want to keep Jackson, but like, do they think Huntley's like, you know, I'm not saying he's Lamar Jackson, but do they feel like he's similar enough to do what Jackson, you know, can do with this team? And that, again, that's just me saying that that's nothing obviously I've heard or anything like that. But, um, I do think Lamar Jackson plays better this year. Um, I think, Hopefully he stays healthy. Um, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards coming off injuries. You hope they can play a full season. Um, the wide receivers are definitely a question mark. I think Rashad Bateman can be a number one receiver, but I don't think that like this Ravens offense, that's not, they don't necessarily need that. They've shown that. Um, yes, Marquise Brown was good for them at times, but I don't think they need that Devontae Adams type receiver. 
Um, they have some other guys that I'd like to see get a chance, like a Devin Duvernay, who's very talented, uh, very fast. I don't know if he's really a receiver, is more of like a special teams guy, but he'll get a chance. Um, they have some guys that maybe they'll they'll surprise us. Um, Mark Andrews obviously still there, and then they have a pretty good offensive line as well. Just looking at the defense quick, um, they'll hopefully get a lot of guys back from injury. They had a really bad injury year last year, and they still were a decent team. So I'd like to see them, uh, you know, fully healthy. And that's why I have them as my first team. Um, I do think the Bengals, because of that upgrade offensive line, they didn't lose a lot on the defensive side. Um, hopefully everything's good with uh, Jesse Bates on the back end and his contract situation. Um, I think unless I've missed something, I think he's still like holding in, I believe a lot of guys do that now where they're going to camp, but they're not really playing. Mm -hmm. They're wanting a new contract. So we'll see about that. But I think the Bengals offense, I think they'll be maybe a little better, especially Burrow, hopefully taking less hits. Um, Mixon is still young. I think he'll be good. Jamar Chase, second year, T Higgins, third year, I believe. And they still have Tyler Boyd Um, defensively. Eli Apple's their what second, second or third corner. Mike, I'll let you talk about guy. him in a minute, but, um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I trust that too much. Um, but, but I think the Bengals, I think they still have a good shot at making the playoffs and being second in that division. Um, I did put the Browns third. Um, I think I would have them maybe even in second or maybe even winning the division. If Watson was playing the whole year, I just, I'm just kind of going off assumption here. I think he might end up missing the whole year. That's just kind of how I've felt the whole time. Um, but we'll see again, it could be where that's not the case, but that's kind of where I went off with these predictions. And then I have Pittsburgh um, in fourth. I think they're kind of like the giants, but even a little different where I think they could be like a nine, maybe even 10 win team. I know the quarterback situation isn't great, but Ben Roethlisberger was not good the past couple of years and their defense was so good that I feel like they were in a lot of games Um, and so I don't think they need like amazing quarterback play, um, with that type of defense. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they won 10 games. I'm not saying they will, but I think they will be a team that could be kind of in the thick of things in the wild card, uh, towards the end of the year. Uh, but I just don't think they will be as good as those other teams. Um, so I'll leave it to, to, we'll go with you. If you want to just give us your, your top four, how that shakes out. Yeah, our uh, our rankings were actually the same. I'm a big Ravens fan to an extent. I think this is very similar to the NFC East. I, I think the Ravens win the division. However, if I were to place a bet, say, on who to win the Super Bowl, it, it probably wouldn't be the Ravens. Just like the Eagles in the NFC East, I think they win the division. But I think the Cowboys just have more of a chance to go all the way. I mean, quarterback play is just such a big deal in the playoffs. But I really think Lamar Jackson can win it in the regular season. I think he can run all over the place in the regular season. But then once things tighten up in the playoffs, it gets a little harder. Um, But, yeah, regular season, I think the Ravens take the division. I think they're talented. I think I really like Mark Andrews. He's arguably the best tight end in the league. Um, Arguably, obviously, you have Kelsey Kittle, Mm -hmm. even Darren Waller. But Mark Andrews has been putting up crazy numbers. Uh, The receivers are a question mark, but they've always been a question mark in Baltimore. I mean, they've never been great. They just run the ball over the plate, all over the field. And I really like J.K. Dobbins coming back. But, yeah, the Ravens. I got in first. I've got the Bengals in second. Uh, just just due to their strength of schedule, and I think they're taking a little step back um, from last year. The Browns in third with Deshaun Watson. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, if he misses the whole year. Um, and if he does, but my rankings are with him out six weeks. If he's out for the whole year, okay. they probably fall back to fourth. Because like you said, the Steelers' defense has big playmakers. T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, um, is it Denzel Ward? He's a monster at corner. He's on the Browns. Yeah, he's on the Browns now. Uh, what's the? Uh, what's they got the... Minka. Oh, and they lost Joe Hayden. Yeah, you're right. Cut that out for me, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean Minka Fitzpatrick's a 
great safe. Yeah. One, I think one of the best safeties in the league. So, I mean, that obviously is huge having him and then Watt on, in the front end, like right there alone is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Pinkins looks good. I've always been a, uh, I've always been a big fan of that slot receiver. Um, oh, what is Deont- Deontay Johnson? Yeah. Man, yeah, he's, he's a got a contract. Yeah. I think he would have been a lot better without, like you said, Big Ben the past few years, not being able to throw the ball 20 yards down the field. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah. he's a lot better than than what he's given credit for. Um, but yeah, to be fair, real quick, to, um, Big Ben, if you watch, though, Big Ben, like, fed him the ball. Like, he loved throwing to Deontay. Yeah. Deontay would get, like, 15 targets, and he'd yep. catch, like, 10 passes a game, but he'd go for, like, 60 yards or something because, again, he w- couldn't really throw – throw more than 10 yards but yeah big ben like like throwing to him over claypool because claypool was downfield too far yep yeah i agree he was the little slot guy running across the middle and got a lot of yeah. targets but i really think he i mean he's in my top 15 receivers i, I really think he's that good mm. um but their offensive line and quarterback play is just it's got me putting them in in fourth yeah mike you okay, got mine really different? quick no, I'll keep mine really quick because it's it's actually the same. The Ravens, I I just think um, for what, how many years now? Three, four years. Everyone's been like, oh, you know, next year we have Lamar figured out. We'll be able to defend him. And then he goes out and he just does the same thing to people and makes them look silly. And then the next year, same thing. Um, I just think they're they're poised for a bounce back year. I think they're out for revenge after having like, I, th- I don't know if they led the league in injuries last year, but they were like top three in injuries. And it was some really important pieces, obviously. Um, so I see them winning. Uh, the Bengals and the Browns, uh, I, I have obviously the Bengals, they're, they're, they showed last year how good they can be. And I think with the upgrade on the offensive line, I think they'll, you know, they'll coast through. And um, the reason that I have the Browns in third, if Deshaun, even if he just misses the six, let's say he comes back. Um, I think the Bengals and the Ravens will just be too far ahead with their advantage of those first six games. And I think they're just, they'll be too good for them to catch. Uh, and then the Steelers, yeah, I, I just I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens at quarterback, but I don't see them being good enough offensively, even though their defense is unbelievable. I don't see them being good enough to really make a splash in that division. So cool. Yeah, well, I guess we'll uh, we'll move on um, story. You may have missed. Um, I'll I'll take this one this week. Um, something I found a couple of days ago um, wasn't big news. I mean, college basketball right now, not something that is being talked about too much. So I don't think. A lot of people would hear about it, but um, Kentucky and Gonzaga, they announced a home and home series coming up for the next two seasons. Um, Kentucky will travel to Gonzaga for a November 20th game um, this upcoming season. And then the Gonzaga Bulldogs will head to uh, Kentucky in 2023. Um, the two teams, I believe, have only faced each other once Um I have an article up here from Bleacher Report, Scott Polachek, uh, the writer on this one, but he um, he talked about the series and how I guess it was announced over like a like a telethon type thing that they did at Kentucky, um, raising money for uh, people impacted by the flooding. I don't know if you guys heard about that, but there was a lot of uh, bad, bad weather flooding in Kentucky, um, and they actually brought Mark Few up uh, on like the big screen and they were talking and that's when they announced it. So it was kind of cool how they did it. Um, but again, something that we haven't seen much of, um, drew Timmy will be back for his, uh, 20th season with Gonzaga. So, uh, that's good to see. Um, he'll be a face that you'll, you'll want to look out for, um, and a a well-known guy. So it's cool for, for guys like that to be able to play against Kentucky. I think people like to see Gonzaga in these matchups, um, against these bigger schools just to see what they're actually made of. Um, Cause people just, I mean, Gonzaga hasn't, hasn't been able to fully win. So I think people like to see them against these bigger teams. Um, but Gonzaga, I mean, they win these games sometimes. It's just when it comes down to the tournament, I feel like they've just slipped up at times, but, um, but yeah, so I thought it was just a cool story to mention. Again, we talk a lot of football, baseball right now, but just bringing a little college basketball. Um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on this. I know, uh, I know you're a big college basketball guy, especially during the season. Um, but, but Gonzaga, Kentucky, I mean, any, any thoughts on that and just a cool home and home series the next two years. Yeah. Gonzaga's Gonzaga has been a great program the past, especially five, six years. Um, 
they play in that in a weaker division and they play on the West Coast. So us East Coast basketball fans don't get to watch them a ton. Mm-hmm. But getting them paired up against a blue blood like Kentucky is just good for the sport, good for the fans. That's awesome. A lot That's of exciting. viewers. Yep. Anything to add, I will Mike? echo that. No, <laughs> no, not much. I think I think it's good for college basketball. I think it's good for the fans, and I think uh, it'll be fun to watch. So I guess we got to move on now. This is I've been dreading this. Um, we got to move on to our lossy step segment, and uh, I'm not sure, Tut, uh, who you're a fan of, uh, baseball wise, but. Uh, we're going to go to the, to the MLB for our loss of step. And unfortunately, Max, we, we agreed on this. We, we came to a consensus. We had to do it. We have to be unbiased, right? We picked on the Red Sox. We, it's only, right. you know, it's, it's only, only fair, fair for us, for those Red Sox fans out there that gave us a hard time. You know, we're showing that we, you know, we're not biased. Uh, so, so Mike, I guess just let's just get so, to it quick. Maybe make it a 20 second, you know, segment here. Got it. So unfortunately, <laughs> The New York Yankees went one and five this week. They got swept by the Cardinals, and they're the first National League team to finish a three game three game sweep of the Yankees in fifteen years. Okay, they lost one nothing yesterday, twelve to nine today. After being the hottest team, the best team in baseball, looking like they're going to break records, they've hit a bit of a skid. And listen, I'm not worried at this point, but it's not nice to see it and seeing how fragile they can be at times, and seeing what happens when you know something happens and the wheels fall off a little bit. It's not nice to see. So I don't know if you have any thoughts you want to add, but I feel like I'm my tone and my mood just went down a lot. I'm not happy about it. Yeah. It seems like a somber, just nothing's good anymore. Um, I was excited about football and now I, you know, sometimes I'm like, like the Yankees are still playing, like don't act like, you know, they're, they're still, Mm -hmm you know, in first, first place in their division, they're still, they have a half game lead over the Astros, which uh, that's kind of sad. Cause I feel like it was a, maybe not a lot bigger because the Astros have been good all year too, but like a half game only, that's just crazy. Um, yeah. I, I will say before we let Tut chime in on any of this, um, they got three, three against the Mariners uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So a chance they just lost two out of three to them chance to hopefully win two out of three, maybe even a sweep, but that's in Seattle. Um, Mariners are a good team. And then they got the Red Sox, uh, the following series. So like they don't really have opportunity. Yeah. Opportunity, but they don't have a ton of like easy series, which like, I feel like in baseball, there's still, there's never really easy series, uh, but they have a, they have a tough stretch coming up with, you know, those teams I mentioned the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Mets again for two, which we gotta because I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, we gotta. I know you don't. Oh, like, yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't, I don't think anyone does. So I think they're like a lot of people will be rooting for the Yankees in that. Um, and then the A's and the Angels will give us a little bit of a break. But yeah, you gotta you gotta beat the the good teams that you're gonna see in the playoffs. So I'd like to exactly. see what they're made of these next this next week, and hopefully we won't be making them like a double loss step or something uh, next week's episode. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm sad. I know you're, you know, you'll say, but the Orioles are your team. Um, They've Mm. been hanging in there. I mean, talk to us about their, their trade deadline. I know you were a little sad about that. Yeah. I don't get me wrong. I'm no front office guy and I'm just a fan. So I'm not saying it was the wrong decision to let go of the, the electric bullpen arm Lopez or the big locker room fan favorite Trey Mancini, but man, it Mm. hurts. I, I wanted to be buyers, but we're sellers and they're, they're promising us fans that they're going to have a big off season. We'll see, but hear me out on this Yankee fans. Is it any coincidence? (laughs) Is it any coincidence that the Yankees fall out, fall apart, when they trade their beloved Joey Gallo. Was he a glue guy? Was he the locker room piece that the Yankees are No, stop it. Don't make storylines out of nothing. Get out of here. Get out of here. He's trying to ruffle the feathers. Oh, no. It's a long season. The Yankees will be back. The cream of the crop rises to the top. They'll be all right. Yeah. Here's the one thing I, I was going to add really quick about the Yankees before we conclude the show here. First of all, have you guys been watching um, the captain on ESPN? 
I've seen a few episodes. There's a lot okay. of them, though, right? There's eight or nine. Yeah, there's two two every week come out. I think there's six out right now. Um, I got to catch up. I'm be... only on. I got to watch episode four, I believe. Okay. So so the, the one thing that keeps coming up in these in these episodes that I'm watching, because obviously the Yankees, um, you know, Jeter had had five rings with them. And he talks about those championship teams versus the teams that he played on that maybe just didn't have it. And he said all the teams were really good. He's just talking about all the talent that the teams have. So it's reminding me of the Yankees right now, obviously a ton of talent. But he said the difference was the mentality and the mindset of the players and, and how they, you know, brought that talent and brought it all together rather than a bunch of individuals going out there and being successful for themselves. It was about the team and the mentality, like we're, we're meant to win. Right. And I just don't know when I see the Yankees struggle like this, I think about their mentality and I'm like, are these just a bunch of guys that are good at baseball that can hit the ball really far? Or is this like a team that is going to come together in the fall and actually really make a run at this thing? So that that's, that's the one thing I think about, but Yankees lost a step, get it back, please. Please, please. Mark, Please. get us get us out of this mood. You're muted, Mark. You're muted, I think, dude. It's like, how can our yeah. tech guy be muted when he's supposed to not be? Well, you know, I can edit this out, so it's fine. Um, that From one part top. of the captain. I'm the top. When that one <laughs> part of the captain, I wish Tom was here, where he, he was asked about the Mets. And the I Mets. wish Tom, yeah. I wish Mets. Tom was here. So yeah, bad. just me the too. Mets. Me too. Just the Mets. Just the Mets. Just the Mets. Also, everyone, I am aware of Deshaun Watson and his uh, despicable allegations. And in comparison, Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley betting on NFL games in 2022 <laughs> nice. suspended the entire season. <laughs> just reading through some of the comparisons. Um, Raiders guard Richie Incognito, disorderly conduct, suspended two games. That was in like and... 2007. Yeah, well, you know, well, according to he's this, had one, a lot of, in, uh, he's had a lot of issues. In, to be fair, well, this one yeah, was not the greatest guy. This was in 2019, 2017. Kicker Josh Brown, domestic violence, suspended six games. I'm gonna vote. that was the Giants, right? Yeah, I'm gonna vote yep. NFL being a loss of step for uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. um, you know, just just get well, it together. here's the thing, figure it out. Here's figure the thing, Mark. Out. Figure out your so uh, they, punishment scale. Well, that's the thing is, is, is real quick. We'll touch on it really quick, just to give some more information towards this. So the NFL and the NFL PA, they agreed to bring in a judge to now rule on these things. Right. But she basically mm -hmm. said that over the years, the NFL hasn't set a precedent. So that's why she gave Deshaun Watson six games. And now the NFL is appealing it. And Roger Goodell is having a separate judge look at it because he wants him to be suspended for the entire season. So it's just a mess at this moment. It's kind of embarrassing if, if it's yes, embarrassing. But, and I don't get the whole no precedent thing when there's so many years and years. And well, because years they don't players. they don't hold people accountable in the, in the same way. So they they hold owners different than they hold certain players and quarterbacks different than they hold wide receivers and running backs. And it's just all been like an unequal playing field for a lot of people. So. It's all it's all unequal. Brittany Griner is likely going to jail for nine years for a little bit of weed. It's all <laughs> unfair. All right. It's all BS. All right. Mark's fired so, up. Come on, I'm Mark. Fired up right at the we end. thought he was napping. He's been researching. Hey, another, that's right. I'm speak, all... Speaking of women's basketball, another maybe even a loss of step nominee, Paige Bukers, man. Out for uh, the year. Mm, mm. I mean, she's she is an all-time talent for women's basketball, and it's gonna stink. Her 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 tearing an ACL in a pickup basketball game stinks for the entire sport. That that's awful. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good good mention. for you, Todd. Um, good shout there. He's contributing. He is. He I, hold on, hold on. Can we can we take a, a vote here? I vote as yes. I raise my hand I right yes. away. I, I Listen, I know I've ask. missed a couple I shows. Yes. I, I know I've missed a couple shows, but I must be doing something okay if you guys aren't bringing this up, right? I vote to move that Tut replaces Pinto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He hasn't talked about the Mets once. He's let us mm -hmm. say our piece. He hasn't really argued with us. Even when he said the Giants suck, he was respectful about it. As Pinto te texts us asking, how do we do? Not yeah, I was great. Hey, we hey, Tom, Mike. 
Giants, Commanders, yeah. we suck. Equally. Yeah, yeah. Tom, I know you're. I know you're probably going to listen to this episode. Um, I haven't said anything, so just just want to make sure we're still good. <laughs> I'm just I kidding. W- we love you, I Pinto. It wouldn't say, be the same without you. I will say I was very disappointed when I couldn't link up with Tom because he was ready. I was ready, was ready. to go head to head with Mr. Pinto. <laughs> I think I think he brings he brings a lot to the show that other people can't, and I think he's an important piece of it. But I would <laughs> would absolutely love to have you guys back or to have you back so that you guys can can kind of go talk, at it. talk some golf because I know that fired you up, Tut. So I know you're one oh, of the guys don't, that don't get me started. Oh, are you? See, I, Max, you never you never backed him up. Yeah, I keep bringing hey, out Smitty here. If I knew that Tut was no, a, a he, fan of it too. He's on, he's at the golf court. He's probably golfing right now. If I know, you know, if I know him <laughs> well, so, yeah. I think so. Yeah. We need I played golf up, today so. with my, with my 57 year old dad, 56, 57. Tony will listen to this episode, but he beat me for the first <laughs> time in 10 years. So shout out to pops, man. Wow. 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 78. Hold on. Can I, dang. So let me, let me give a quick golf shout out then to, to Alex Smith, who, uh, won his, his club championship today. He started the day, wow. uh, five strokes back and he ended up winning by three strokes. So Smitty congrats, man. That's huge. The sport that gained a step golf congrats, hey. golf. and, uh, be sure <laughs> please be on the lookout for our new spinoff show. Tut and Tom talking all things <laughs> nice oh, that was good mark good all right well yeah as as mike kind of mentioned tom's uh texting our loss of step chat asking uh how do we do well we're recording this right now so the only way for tom to find out is if he subscribes to spotify apple wherever you get your podcast just like you can and if you want to follow along you can subscribe to our twitter page at lost is step one and onto our facebook by searching the lost a step podcast our thanks to chris tutwiler for joining us this episode chris and his wife for the logo and his wife for the logo is there anything you guys want to want to promote I, I don't know a twitter handle that you know do you allow twitter handles we can we can't cut this out we want to get an option Tut, what's What's the Twitter? I know you're What's you're big the on there. We like to chat. Yeah, Twitter, Chris underscore Tutwiler. T-U-T-W-I-L-E-R. Nothing too special, just a lot of a lot of sports takes. So All come right. on, Bob. Chris. Chris underscore Tutwiler. I'm not gonna spell it. You can Google it. And he, you know, <laughs> he just said it. So you can rewind and you know listen to him. <laughs> listen to him uh say it. This has been episode twenty one of Lost a step for august 7th we will be continuing our coverage of the nfl as we inch closer and closer to the start of the season max mike where are we going next week for the nfl so we're gonna head to the nfc south uh some bucks some panthers some saints some falcons and then Mm. pinto better be on next week because we're gonna we're gonna talk some jets in the afc east um obviously we'll talk some bills uh, we know how Pinto feels about them. Um, our guest, our guest actually might uh, might side with Pinto on this one, um, as they they m- might both be Jets fans. Um, so we'll we'll tease that for now, and then we'll we'll announce it this week. But um, all I'll give away as a hint is he's tall, he's skinny. Um, some people some call him a glass he, of milk. Uh... Yeah, tall glass of milk. Uh oh, lost the step listeners. Is it Mark Sanchez? Close. Nice. They look Close. very okay. They don't look anything alike. <laughs> they don't but... look alike at all. No, our we'll guest is way more handsome. This has been episode twenty-one of the Lost the Step podcast. Once again, our thanks to Chris Tutwiler for joining us. For Max, Mike, and myself, have a good week. <laughs>